Hi, and welcome to the Family Business Podcast. I'm your host, Russ Hayworth, and in each episode, I will discuss and explore the key challenges facing family businesses today. As a family business advisor, I'm passionate about helping families to overcome the complex and unique challenges that come from being in business together. So if what I cover in the show resonates with you, I'm here to help, and I would love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. You can also sign up to the newsletter there and receive the latest blogs, podcasts and videos directly in your inbox. I would like to thank my friends at the Institute for Family Business for their continuing support for what I'm doing with this show. The IFB is a unique community of family businesses with common challenges, interests, values and goals. To find out more about their work, visit ifb.org.uk. Let's get on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Family Business Podcast. I hope that you are well and on this week's show I'm going to be talking about the topic of success versus succession which to explain a little bit about what I mean here is I see obviously an awful lot of content that is aimed at family-owned businesses obviously with the intention to help support with some of the challenges that can be faced some of the transitions that need to be dealt with over time and generally to support family businesses to thrive but one of the things that I often see is that there is a almost an a definition of success that is predicated on the business being passed from one generation to the other now don't get me wrong I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the case where everybody wants to pass the business on to future generations and the next generation want to take on either a management or an ownership role but to to define the success of a family business or a success of a family by their ability to pass a single entity on throughout generations is something that I thought I would speak about because I think that's pretty one-dimensional and so I'm going to be covering a few other ideas around that topic in today's show. I hope it's interesting and I hope it's useful as uh, an alternative view perhaps to the, the traditional view of the the business passing down through generations just in its current state. Before I get into the main body of the show, uh, a big thank you to everybody who is signing up to the newsletter. If you haven't done so already, you can find the sign up at the homepage of the podcast, which is fambizpodcast.com. There is also a link in the show notes to take you to that page for you to enter your email address and name you then have to click on a confirmation email to say you're happy to be added to the list sometimes that lands in your junk folder so if you've requested that email and it hasn't come through check your junk file or get in touch with me personally and I can add you to the list so let's get on with the topic for this week's show and as I mentioned I often come across the scenario where a family business is looking at how they pass the business from one generation to the next and whether that's through a change of ownership or whether that's through bringing people in the next generation into more senior roles within the business and potentially to take on 
the most senior roles within that business. And that's fantastic when everybody's on the same page and discussions are either being had or will have been had around that being the desired outcome for everybody that is involved in that process. But what can sometimes happen as well is people who are in the next generation get in touch and say there is a sort of unsaid expectation, although it's not necessarily outlined in literal terms, they can feel like there's an expectation for them to be taking on a senior role within the business or to take on ownership at some point in the future, almost as if there's a a duty and expectation that's put on them, not directly by their senior generation, but just by the fact that there is a sort of family business in the mix. And I think a lot of the advice that is then guiding families through this is, again, focused on how do we pass this business or this leadership role from one generation to the other. And when the discussions haven't taken place around whether that's what everybody wants or not, that can create some real feelings of being trapped, the weight of expectation being on your shoulders around, you know, I'm being prepared for a role that actually I'm not really sure I want to be taking on. And it's almost the, the scene from... Uh, Lion King where the the monkey holds up uh, Simba to to the tribe and this is your future king and and he has absolutely no choice in that decision whatsoever it's just by virtue of being the eldest son and if that situation exists within a family business and then all the conversation all the the topics of content and support and and help is to facilitate that um, transition what happens when that isn't the case and the person that he's you know being spoken to throughout the years as to you know one day this will all be yours and a lot of the advice and guidance that's being given is focused on how to make that as technically and legally and tax efficient as as possible i think it can be very easy to get lost in the fact that although there is a business in the picture i don't think we should ever forget that there are people human beings at the center of all of these discussions and if there hasn't been the ability to have the conversation about well what are the alternative options to me taking on either ownership or me taking on a leadership or or senior role within the business then it can lead to some really difficult challenges for those individuals so what I thought I would do in this show is just offer alternatives to that and as I say I'm not trying to say that families shouldn't aim to pass on businesses through generations if that's what everybody wants to happen but it doesn't have to be the single measure of success for your family business to be able to pass it on to the next generation So the first thing, and I've talked about this in a number of episodes, is to separate out the transition of ownership and management. By separating out those discussions, you're not having to make an an all-encompassing decision. So it could be that if you are having a discussion about whether you want to be a future owner of this business or not, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a future employee of this business or to lead that business or to take on that senior role. It's the same in reverse. If you don't want to be an owner of the business, 
you can just look at it through the lens of, well, do I want to have a role within the business? Do I want to be employed by it in order to fulfill my passion or my dream? So if, if what the business does is what you want to do as a career and what you're passionate about, then brilliant, you can do that within the business. But that doesn't mean you have to be an owner if ownership is not something that you're looking for. Similarly, if your passion is outside of the family business, it doesn't necessarily exclude you from having any future ownership of that business. It just means that you're having a different conversation than just lumping that into one conversation. If your passion is for something that is outside of what your family business does, you can still be an effective owner of that business and you can still have a contribution into the direction of the business as an owner, but you don't have to get involved in the nitty gritty day-to-day stuff in order to be able to do that. You can create the necessary communication forums as owners to then outsource the delivery of what you want to achieve with the business to a management team, to a board of directors that don't necessarily have to be part of the family if the family don't want to take on those management or leadership roles within the business. On the flip side of that, you can use your ownership of the business if you're not working within it to then help support and enable you to have a fulfilled life following your own passion, utilizing dividends, for example. So if ownership is something that you are keen to have and you want the business to be owned by the family over many generations. It can act as an enabler for you to follow your own passion if working in the business is not something you want to do. If, for example, there's actually no one in the next generation that wants to take the business on, one of the options that you have available to you is either to sell the business outright or what you're able to do as well is potentially utilise, this is probably more for my UK audience, but utilize an employee ownership trust to allow the employees of your business to own the shares and benefit from the business. Now that doesn't actually exclude you as a family from still remaining in ownership of the business. So you can have some ownership retained by the family, but the majority of the ownership would then be in trust for the employees of the business which might be a fantastic way for you to continue the legacy that's being created, but without necessarily having to have a huge amount of involvement in it. If you want to find out more about employee ownership trusts, there's an episode that I recorded with my friend Chris Budd, where he talks about what an employee ownership trust is and how to go about that process. It's something he did with his own business, so he has first-hand experience of doing that. Again, I'll provide a link in the show notes to that episode. But if you're not having discussions about future ownership or future management leadership roles within the business, all of a sudden what can happen is that there's no plan in place and the consequences of having no plan is that you have to deal with things either as a result of how someone's will is made out or if there is no will, whatever rules and laws are in place to deal with it in the the country that you're in. So by having the discussions and being open and honest about it, it can lead to the avoidance of future pain. But what I see is the discussions around this are not necessarily being had. And it might be that it's really difficult to bring those discussions up, particularly if you know, you're, you're the son or daughter of 
a founder and the founder is obviously very passionate about their business and it can almost feel as if you're rejecting them if you reject the idea of what it is that the business does and that doesn't have to be the case you can still contribute you can still add value but it might be having the conversation and saying actually what I want to do with my life doesn't involve me working within the business but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not uh, passionate or emotionally attached to that business it just means that's not what I want to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis one of my regularly used phrases is that life isn't a rehearsal and so you can't come back next time and go well I tried it within the family business I knew it wasn't really what I wanted to do but I gave it a good go and this time around I'm going to try what I'm actually passionate about and I did an episode quite a while back which I'll link in the show notes which focused on the top five regrets of the dying and it's not actually as morbid as it sounds because it focuses on hearing from people who are facing their own mortality what they wish they'd done differently in life and for me I find that inspiring and one of the I think that the top regret that came out of that is I wish I'd lived a life true to myself rather than the one that others expected of me and when you look at it from that perspective if there is this unsaid expectation for you to go into the family business and work within the family business and that's not really what you want to do that is a very common regret of those who are facing their mortality so if this is resonating you're thinking actually I'm not sure whether I want a role within the business going forward or I've got a role in the business at the moment and I'm not that fulfilled by it if you focus on what elements of well-being are delivered from either the role within the business or the ownership of that business and then rate yourself out of 10 on each of those well-being elements and I'll list those out for you in a second if you can spot that there's a trend of actually I'm not being fulfilled by this role and there's a nagging doubt that actually I want to follow my passion elsewhere it gives you a visual representation of what you're feeling and so it becomes something a little bit more tangible and you can identify and self-assess against that to say the role that I have within the family business currently or the role that I'm expected to take on isn't as fulfilling as I want it to be it's a good place to start so if we look at the elements of well-being and I have eight listed here now there's loads and loads and loads of resources on well-being out there. It is obviously something that is in focus, rightly so, particularly given the sort of increase in mental health challenges over, particularly over the last couple of years, but it's being much more talked about, which again, I think is a, a fantastic thing. But if you look at the eight elements of well-being, the first is emotional well-being. And that's, you know, having a sense of self-worth and having satisfying and, and comfortable relationships. So you can assess yourself within the role you have within the family business against that, as I say, on a scale of one to ten. Separately, there is then the spiritual element of well-being, which is having a sense of purpose and a meaning in life. Again, if you assess that against your current role, that might give some interesting results there is physical well-being which is obviously sleeping exercising eating well that kind of stuff intellectual well-being which is expanding your knowledge growing your skill sets having stimulation throughout your day on an intellectual level 
There is environmental, so working in, again, a stimulating environment that supports your well-being and it being a, a pleasant experience to, to be there. There is a financial well-being, which is how happy you are with your current financial position and your expected future financial position. There is social elements of well-being, so developing senses of connection, support systems, belonging, you know, part of a group that all contributes to your social well-being. And then lastly, occupational well-being, which is the satisfaction, joy, pleasure uh, that you get from the work that you do. And it may be that you can list out those and give yourself a score out of 10. And 10 is where you want it to be. So it's not perfection because getting perfection in all of those perhaps is unrealistic from the get-go. But understanding where you are in terms of versus where you want to be with regards to your role within the business or your expected role within the business might give you an indication as to whether that's the right course for you or not. If it's not, then there are lots of benefits that can come from following your own passion. Firstly, your own well-being, mental health will be far better. But if it's something that you agree and discuss as a family, it can be something that leads to diversification from the main core business. So again, I use the example of widgets. If the family business manufactures widgets and your passion, your dream is not to work within a business that manufactures widgets. And if you want to go off and be something completely different and run a separate business that's aligned to your passions, then there are ways in which the family can support you in doing that. So it may be that they provide you with some funding in order to, to create a startup. It may be that as a family, you create a pool of money to help support entrepreneurial ventures that future generations may have. And that helps to diversify the risk of the family from this one business that manufactures widgets onto however many other businesses are created by family members. It also leads to a change from being a family business to being a business family. And you can then have discussions around what being a business family means and what opportunities that can create, not just for you, but for future generations as well. An example that has been featured on this show is my interview with Debbie Eakins, who decided to leave her family business and step outside into her own business, which is a, a marketing business. And she now has gone into business with her sister on a product that uh, keeps your wine cool for many hours throughout the day. And she's a great example of somebody who had that conversation with her parents and said, actually, it isn't for me. This is not my passion. This is not what I want to do. I feel like I want to go set up my own business doing uh, content writing and, and blog writing for other businesses. And then the more recently, the business that she set up with her sister. And that's been done with the support of her family rather than it being as a result of any sort of falling out. It's been a very deliberate process that they've undertaken. And that for me sets a great example for anyone else out there who wants to have those discussions, but perhaps find it difficult. It is, life is not a rehearsal. You can't come back next time and do things differently. So by focusing on what it is that you want and understanding what is gonna give you personal satisfaction and personal well-being, 
that surely should be the aim for all of us. So in terms of some action points from today, if it has resonated, if you are feeling as if there's this sort of unsaid pressure or expectation for you to either take on a role within the family business at some point in the future, or if you're in a role within the family business at the moment and you kind of feel trapped there, one of the things that you can look at is what brings you a sense of well-being and assessing your current role against those eight elements is something that might help. I do have a tool that can help with that. So if you wanted to, to use that, it plots it out all on one page for you and makes it very visual so you can see where there's perhaps some, some shortcomings. Please do get in touch and I will be very happy to email you the tool. No sales pitch, no strings attached. It's just if it's helpful, then please do uh, get in touch. You can do that via my email, which is russ at familybusinesspartnership.com. But focusing on what brings you well-being, what brings you happiness is a really important step. And it can feel a little bit selfish or a little bit counterintuitive to focus purely on yourself. But having a positive sense of self and having emotional well-being leads to you being happier around people which leads people to be happier around you and it's a fantastic virtuous circle that leads to more and more positive things so i would focus on that as a starting point and as i say if you do need any more help and support with those discussions feel free to get in touch there is a way of doing that on the podcast website fanbizpodcast.com you can book some time in my calendar for a zoom call again no sales pitches just an opportunity for you to share how you're feeling and be able to hear from me as to, to what other people have done if you want to check out the episode i recorded with debbie to hear how she went about it then i'll put that in the show notes along with um, a couple of links to her businesses so you can see what she's up to. But as I say, it's a great example of something that has gone well and, and positively. And so there is a, a good example out there that could be followed. So as I say, slightly alternative view on the whole success versus succession element. My viewpoint on that is that your success as a family shouldn't be defined by the legal or tax efficient transfer of a particular business but a happy and fulfilled life for you and everybody in your family. Now, the benefit that you have is that if you have a family business, you have a fantastic way of that becoming an enabler for everybody to follow their passion and follow their dreams. If that's within the business, fantastic. If that's outside of the business, there's ways and means for that to be done successfully and um, in a really positive way. So I hope that that's given you some food for thought on that particular topic next week i'm going to be continuing one of the discussions around the kind of succession statistics that are used to beat up family businesses so the three generation rule and how many businesses manage to pass successfully from one generation to the other and we're going to be discussing the whether the statistics that are used are uh, fact or fiction and what it means for you as a family so look forward to that it's then after that is the last show in this current series which is an interview of me i've actually already recorded that that's um, ready to to be released but uh, a friend and colleague of mine martin stepek who you may know from previous shows has interviewed me for this show on a kind of meet the host basis which I found slightly uncomfortable but also enjoyable because um, Martin is a good friend and uh, a very good uh, conversationalist so we had a good chat 
which I hope you find interesting, but that will bring this series to a close. Then going to have a few weeks break and move back into the interview style episodes for the next series of the show. So lots to look forward to on that front. If you don't want to miss any of this, please make sure you sign up to the newsletter. I get a little notification every time someone does and it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. So if you want to do that, then as I say, head over to the fanbizpodcast.com website and the form is on the front page there for you to sign up to that. So until next week, take care. Thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you found the show helpful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and remember to subscribe to our newsletter. If what I've covered in the show resonates with what you are facing in your own family business, I can help. I provide consultancy support to family businesses of all sizes, so please get in touch if you'd like to know more. Head over to fanbizpodcast.com forward slash work with Russ. Until next time, take care.